Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You got good? steaming. Do you see the steam coming off of my green tea? I do. It's a steaming. It's not ready for me yet. I think it's, it's going to be like another hour before I can dive into that thing. Yeah. See, Nick would like just dive right in and drink that. <gasps> I don't understand. How does he not like... I don't know. I get blisters. I burn my mouth on like a slightly hot slice of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how... He's like, mm, yeah, it's perfect. I'm like, are you kidding? It's literal lava in your mouth. <laughs> it's second degree burns. Yeah. yeah. These are these swell mugs, which yeah. I love. But do they sometimes like even work too well? Exactly. Yeah. Because... um Yeah. It's... Uh, I just learned... Look at my tea bag. Bigelow is a certified B Corps. Hmm. Bigelow I drink Bigelow teas too, is but a certified I don't think I've ever that. Who knew okay. that? That's on my tag. Is that All a right. new thing? Never seen that before. I like shopping at companies that are certified B Corps. Tell us, tell our listeners what a B Corps is so, and me because I kind of forget. It's basically <laughs> sort of that triple bottom line concept of they are companies that are typically focused on sustainability mm-hmm. and human rights and like Athleta is a B Corps, for example. Amazing. So yes, so I'd like to... Um, what's the word? Patronize. There you go. Patronize. Yeah. Or just support, like buy from businesses buy that from align businesses. with your values. So I'm going to yeah. be Googling this. Anywho, that's such a segue. But anyway, yes, my swell mug, not a segue. Tangent. It's fine. My swell mug often works too well. Yeah. Because it's keeping it piping hot. Yeah. My thing is like you have to put it in the mug or like a regular mug, let it cool down to the temperature that's right for you and then transfer it into the mug that maintains the heat. Yep. Because otherwise, like two hours later, it's still going to be too steaming hot. But yes. you don't have a lid on it, so that's fine. Right. I think it's going to it's gonna have – I yeah. mean, I could always just add an ice cube to the darn thing. You could. You could. That's that's effort. That is. <laughs> you have to get up. I'd rather off just the chair. wait an hour. Yeah. <sighs> Brooke, hot off the presses. We got some good news, Amanda. Real ID deadline was just pushed back another two years. Again. Uh, we have a lovely <laughs> listener named Whitney who tagged us about this. Um on an Instagram post from Morning Brew that it made me laugh. I'm like, I love that we are the people (laughs) that you all think about when you hear this news because we get to continue procrastinating on this. Fernando was devastated when I told him this because he has his real ID. Because he actually did it. And he was like first in line. He like didn't have to. And because he loves official documents. Yes. He loves, loves passports. passports. He loves IDs. And he he wants to always be, yeah. He, this is an interesting hobby. It's a weird <laughs> fascination that he has. Um, I do not share his enthusiasm for official documents. Um, so I was like, sweet. Yeah, me too. I know. Mm-hmm. And I had gathered my documents. I have all my documents. In fact, he was upset at me because he has cr- created this whole you know, complicated system for organizing all of our official documents. And so I have a folder, Amanda, that has my passport and everything in it. And it's usually in the fire safe box. And he went in there the other day just to kind of do his monthly check on the important <laughs> papers or mm. something. And he was like, where is your folder? Because I had taken out, because I had gathered all my real ID documents. I'm putting it right back in that Here box. Here it goes. Back in the vault. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so that was very exciting. Amanda. Another exciting thing, your TEDx talk is less than a month away at this yeah. point. Uh-huh. Tell me, like, I'm first of all, I'm excited and honored 
that I get to be your guest in the audience, right? Because your husband's not allowed to distract you. No, I get really nervous when he's there. So I'll just be there, like, wearing my good enough fish merch. Be like, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's uh, January 14th. (laughs) I know. It's right around the corner. So um, I'm not allowed to talk about what my talk is about. Right. (laughs) But I have gotten to, so the talk is written now, and I'm actually not allowed to make any changes. Because they have to submit it to Ted. Oh, geez. And Ted does this very intense fact-checking and all of this stuff to make sure that everything that you're saying is kosher. Wow. So you're not allowed to make any changes, which is a big relief. So now I don't have to worry, worry at all anymore about what the talk is. Now I have to memorize it. Yeah. Do you have a strategy? Um, yeah. The Ted. So Ted has a book, um, and they kind of walk you through some of the memorization strategies. But they say that it should take about six or seven hours to memorize a 15-minute talk. So I'm basically planning on just setting aside maybe like an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have It's really cool because they set me up with a speaker coach, this mm-hmm. lovely woman, Rebecca, who is a professional speaker coach. Amazing. And I get to meet with her once a week and she'll just say, oh, I would really pause here and let that sink in more. Or that word that you're using here doesn't really sound like you. But she's encouraging me to walk and talk. Mm-hmm. So as I'm practicing it, literally walk around. And she's telling me to take it a page at a time. Okay. So. Whew. <gasps> I'm so excited. I, know, I can't believe what's happening. I'm going to be in the audience. Just so excited. Uh, oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. So you had another update that you wanted to share. And I'm so curious to hear about this because you're talking about two things that I love, which are Glennon Doyle and the love languages. Yes. So this episode, if if any of our listeners listen to um, We Can Do Hard Things, podcast with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach, and sister, um, <laughs> Amanda. She always just gets sister. I know. <laughs> Amanda Doyle. Does she use? I don't think her last name is Doyle. It might be. She, I don't yeah, know. I just... She's just sister, um, Glennon's sister. So the November 17th episode of We Can Do Hard Things, which if if it's numbered, it's like episode 154. They talk about the good, bad, and ugly of Gary Chapman's five love languages. Mm-hmm. So this was, I usually listen to that every week, but for some reason I had skipped this episode because I was mm-hmm. like, meh, not in the mood for that content right now. Yes. I went back and listened to it recently, and it was really interesting to hear... I mean, first of all, the love languages are very relevant and have taught us, a lot of us. We had a whole episode about the love languages, We remember? did. And yeah. it's taught a lot of people about their own relationships, how they communicate, how yes. their partners or friends communicate. So there's certainly good things, but also learned some not so great things yeah. about Gary Chapman. Um, there's a little bit of a religious bent to yes. the five love languages. Uh, it's incredibly heteronormative. Um he, as a person, very anti-LGBTQ+, plus, mm. non-inclusive. So, and some of the rhetoric, not necessarily in the love languages themselves, but in some of his content that, and teachings that came after that, um, just point back to him uh, being anti-LGBTQ. And so, not great. Yeah. Not great. So, it's... I thought it was a really important listen because it taught me a little bit more about the person behind the five love languages. Yes. Seeing where to take the good and the bad and just remembering that we should always look at things with a critical lens. Yes. It's not saying that these love languages aren't relevant or that we shouldn't, you know, reference them when we need them in our relationship. But it's just, it's, I think it's good to have that constant reminder that when you practice something or when you're interested in something, take a step back and look yeah. at who wrote it, look at their history behind it, and just remember to take everything with a grain of salt and, um, yeah, just look at it with that critical lens, and it's a bit flawed. But yes. even Glennon and Abby were I saying— I was going to say, they were also saying that, like, they use it. Yeah, right. and it's helped them a lot in their relationship, but, hey, also, the person behind it may not be the kind of person that we want to continue— um, cheering on. Yes. And so, there could be an opportunity perhaps for that person if they start to hear more of these messages to rethink mm-hmm. some of their stances on things. Yeah. I, I'm guessing he probably won't. But it, but yeah, yeah, I got the Five Love Languages for Kids book and um, the first page was very much talking about 
the problem with children today is the lack of church in their life. Okay. And that was the last page of the book, the first page and the last page that I read of that book. Okay. Yeah. Um, so had a similar reaction to. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, let us be clear. There is, we're not saying anything about against church or anything like that because there's so many people in our lives and, and our listeners that church is a big part of their life. Yeah. I think for me, what is problematic is when I feel like it's being used as sort of a judgment against me yeah. that if I am not participating in church um, or religion, then somehow that is a judgment on my parenting. Right. So, yeah, I never actually read the book. I just learned about the different love languages, but never like, you know, it could have been an article. That, yeah. <laughs> it could have been an article. That's how I feel about a lot of nonfiction. Yeah, I can spend five minutes explaining it to you and you can get yeah, what you need. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah, you know the science behind everything. So I just... Don't get me started on glomming yeah. on so, unity particles. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Yeah. So those were our updates today, Brooke. Yeah, it feels like we went through well, that kind of quick. Ones. Yeah, mini ones. Anything else you want to chat about? Want to tell me about? Well, it's a good time to take a break because Junie is now scratching at the door. She sure is. She's trying to get out. She, yep. She wants to escape you, which never happens. No. Yeah. I mean, she's got to go potty. I mean, she's got to go potty. All right, let's take a potty break. Okay, bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We're back. We are back. Junie hasn't come back in from her potty break, but... (laughs) She will. She'll scratch at the door, uh, make a fuss, and yeah. then we'll let her in. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about, like, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year here. It is just days away. And I thought it would be good to take a step back and look at what we accomplished in 2022. And when I say accomplished, like, very broad definition of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I think we can celebrate the little things. Mm-hmm. We can celebrate the times we did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned uh, one time several years ago, you and a friend, like your New Year's resolution was to not improve yourselves at not all. Not do anything at all to improve ourselves. Because you were just too tired. <laughs> and I think that's an accomplishment to like make that decision Let and go. accomplish nothing. Right. Like, you know, not accomplish right. nothing. But but I think that's the thing. Like, even when we all feel like we've had a hard year or a not great year financially, or, you know, things are rough with family, there's still little accomplishments that we can celebrate to be ready to face a new year. And and honestly, sometimes to just say peace out to the year prior. Yeah. Like this was a weird year. It had a lot of successes. Yes. But I also, I'm kind of cool, like ready to maybe just like leave 2022 behind. Yeah. It's kind of like the Nora McInerney thing that we talked about a couple episodes ago where she's like, you know, it's just enough to just be a human. Yep. Like that's, that's good. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that's something I realized I haven't given an update. I did, I read her latest book, Bad Vibes Only. It was great. Really? And there's one line in particular that has stuck with me, but it is the very last line of the book. So I can't tell you because oh, okay. I would ruin it. But I need to bring you my copy so you can read it. Oh, would you? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Because it's on my Libby list. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did. I listened to the audiobook, but then I had also bought the hard copy when I met her for the book signing. Uh-huh. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'd I love can to give you borrow that. your yeah. copy. Yeah. But yes, I mean, a lot of her whole thing is, you know, just just be be a decent human and that's a great accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget to celebrate almost the status quo. Like you and I when we were planning this episode, I was like, "Oh, like it's hard for us to come up with these lists, right? Because we're just so hard on ourselves and it's like next, 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 what's the next accomplishment?" But even just the status quo of we both still have businesses. Yeah. After a pandemic. Yeah. A lot of businesses, even without a pandemic, don't make it past the first year, second year. You've been in business now how many years? I mean, it's kind of bananas. We started Curious and Company in 2010. 
Right. So we're looking at almost 13 years of business soon. And not all of those years have been easy. No. Some of them have been greater than others, but for 13 years, I've had creative freedom. I've met amazing people. I've had personal growth. Yes. I've had kids. I've had flexibility. So yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. Right. And I've been in business now for six years, mm-hmm. which feels completely bananas I mean, because I still feel like I just said to you at Iron Hill over nachos, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about starting a business. Quitting my job. Quitting my job. a professional organizer. Right. Yep. And I still have that business. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge accomplishment. And not only do you still have that business, but like it has grown in different ways that I'm sure that you couldn't have imagined. No. Like the speaking, like you're doing a TEDx. Yeah. Like, and that is all based on what you've, the the information and the experiences and the knowledge that you have picked up over your course of being a KonMari organizer. And you've integrated your past in academia like it's it's mm-hmm. all come so full cir- full circle yes um so I know. that's an that's incredible huge. incredible accomplishment yes yeah and we're not just here to toot our own horns but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna toot our own horns. we're gonna toot our own horns because we don't do it enough we don't and we're just we're kind of using this as a reminder to you listeners yes to toot your own horns and just take a step back and like look at what you truly accomplished this year. Yes. I mean, one of my proudest accomplishments is this here little podcast. We launched a podcast. We launched a podcast that this is episode um 35. We launched a podcast we launched- and we have 35. Yeah. How many hours of content is that? Probably like close to what, 25, 30 hours of you and I talking yeah. and building our friendship and like other people enjoying it. Yeah. What a what a cool thing. I know. I think the thing that I love about us starting a podcast more than anything is just like making something happen. Yeah. It's so easy. And we did for a year or so because it was pandemic and everything. What if we, what if we, what if we? But I feel like a lot of people, and me included, like, what if I did it? And then I don't ever do anything because it takes a lot of work. Like, okay, what microphones do we use and how do we record it? And what do you put it on and how do you get it out? It's a lot of, so I'm just proud of us because I feel like it's very hard to go from idea to execution Mm -hmm. and like just making something like birthing something so big Mm -hmm. like that. But good enough ish baby. Our little good enough-ish baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I know. We made a freaking podcast. We did. Yeah. What else you got? What I else mean, you got for me? just stuff like I read a lot of amazing books. Mm, same. I, I joined a club with a few women who I adore. The, one of them started, um, it's called the Life Changing Books Club. Oh, yes. Right? We, we've been meaning to talk about this, and we really haven't. Have yeah. We? So, okay. my friend Carrie... Um, who I met through my coach, Cassidy, who's a really good friend, the one that I visited in Woodstock. Um, she is like, she has a goal, she cracks me up, of reading one personal development book a week. What? A week. Wow. I know. And anyway, so she always has these awesome books that she's recommending. And so she decided to start a little club. And it's great because we meet every six weeks and there are books that I would love to read. And there are books that you kind of read and then you want to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. So we read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Love it. We read, um, we just read The Four Agreements with by Don Miguel Ruiz, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And it's really awesome. So like just to be even being a part of that book club, that's love an it. Accomplishment because I could have said, Oh, I'm too busy. Yeah. But we have scheduled the fun and it's on my calendar and I make room for it. And I love that. I love that. And that reminds me. So I had set a goal this year to read 40 books. Mm-hmm. Um, that does include audiobooks, which some people don't. Of course don't, it does. I know. Some people don't think that's re- uh, like a real book, but I don't really care. Um, no. To me, it's it's stories that have been in my ear that I've learned something from, yes. whether I'm reading it on a page. It is called an audiobook. Right. Exactly. So including audiobooks, um, we're recording this. It's not quite the end of December yet, but I have read 37 of 40 <gasps> books, which includes so both good. audiobooks and physical books. And just to think that like 12 months ago, none of these books and stories were in my life. And how yeah. cool is it that, you know, five or six years ago before I really got 
made reading a habit in my life again. I was reading maybe two books a year. Yeah. I was just so exhausted. I didn't have a good routine. Yeah. And now I read, I mean, probably 350 nights a year I read before I go to sleep at night. It's very rare that I, if I'm just too tired or I was out late or something, there's the occasional night that I won't. But every night I do my, you know, routine, I get in bed and I read on my Kindle until I can't keep my eyes open anymore. Yes. And so that's a huge accomplishment. Last year I read 35 books. And so that was why I set the goal of 40 this year. Yeah. I love that because it illustrates a lot of what we talk about. We talk about habits a lot and tiny habits by BJ Fogg is a book and that I love and atomic habits. And it Mm talks like atomic. The reason why he uses the word atomic is to illustrate that like atoms, right? Like small, here we go, Brooke, science. Science. Small things lead to these huge results. Yeah. So just that you know, 20 minutes or half hour or whatever it is of reading a night has led to you 37 books. Yeah. And something that, I mean, I'm sure, I think you know this, but maybe our listeners don't know. Like I have, I love listening to memoirs. You know that. I love I love reading memoirs, listening to them in particular. And like, I just have a dream. I don't know how my life is going to lend itself to a beautiful memoir, but someday. It's going to. I just, I have this like dream and vision of like someday writing a memoir of some type and memoir. Is that is that how the fancy people? I think you should say memoir. Memoir. My, it's in my, my mem- memoir. My memoir. And I feel like by listening to other people's memoirs, I get so many ideas yeah. for like, oh, this happened to them in middle school. That reminds me of this thing that happened to me. And like, I just, I just love, mm-hmm. I love that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like the act of reading, which is you know, something that I get a lot of pleasure and joy out of. It's also planting the seed for my future memoir. Memoir. I can't wait. Okay. I'm going to be right there in the book signing with my Brooke t-shirt on like you did for Nora McInerney. First in line. Yep. Super fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. I think I have a book in my future too. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's a memoir, but memoir. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe mine is a memoir slash I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's Who that's knows? why I need to keep reading more memoirs. And how many times have we said memoir? Are we keeping count? Yours is drink- um. <laughs> You're doing the drinking game. Oh no, don't do that. Speaking of drinking game, I mean, I don't drink anymore. How many another You've, year in another... the books? It's been almost six years. Amanda. That's amazing. I said that to somebody the other day, and I the, the, now it's very I just say it sort of like flippantly, but when I say that to people, and I think especially maybe people that in the back of their heads are thinking that's something that they might need to do, yeah, they say to me, like, that's huge. Yeah. And I don't think I think of it as huge anymore, but it is. It is. It's huge. Yeah. How amazing that you don't feel like it's huge because not drinking is just your default now. And that feels good and normal. Yes. And you're able to find joy and happiness and pleasure without it. Right. Like, I think that's really incredible. Yeah. Go you. Can you press the applause button? Oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. Oh, that was something that in the state, this was all the conversation we were having in the life-changing book clubs, but one of them said um, something about go me. And I was like, I want that on a sweatshirt. Okay. Go me. Done. Go me. <laughs> I love how I can just say to Brooke, I want that on a sweatshirt. <laughs> Done. Done. Like Consider literally in five it. minutes, she could have that up on the, oh my gosh. Judy. Judy. Just burnt. I wish you could have seen it. It was a movie moment. I we mean, I'm pretty sure everybody doors. heard it. The door is just like <laughs> busted open. And Judy just busted. And that's her moose. Brooke. It's like, it was like a Hugh Grant type of <laughs> moment in like, I'm here. I'm confessing my moose. love. That she loves. So she's eating her. Oh my goodness. Judy. I mean, she's did like she a bowl. Like she like headbutted her way. Did the doors room. swing closed or did Fernando come and close Fernando them? Came okay. I'm like, wow, me. did she also close them? <laughs> oh, that is a little off track there, oh June Buck. One, a couple other things that I want to celebrate myself for. Let's do and it. I encourage you, listeners, get out a little notebook. Pull yes. that car over. Get out your grocery list right on the back of it. Even These, on your phone yes. or make yourself a little voice memo if you don't have anything to write it down. Like, just give yourself five minutes. Please. Celebrate. Because okay. silly things. Like, for example, I've always struggled with meal planning, mm-hmm. but I really feel like I've gotten on a nice rhythm with these boxes, these Marley Spoon boxes that come. They come on Saturdays. I choose two meals and I cook them. 
Amazing. And we've created a schedule in the house now where I think I cook Mondays and Fridays, maybe. I can't remember. And then Fernando does a night or two, and my mom does a couple of nights. Amazing. And that is huge. So just something like that is huge. And then I also want to celebrate something. You know, I was doing the exercise coach, that mm-hmm. program that it's called, and I took a break. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. Yeah. Because I was trying to cut back on some expenses. I was finding it was hard to get in there. And I've actually been texting with them and they've been saying, you know, we're here, we're ready for you whenever you're ready to come back. I'm celebrating that I stuck with it for as long as I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm celebrating that I'm not giving up entirely, but I might go back. Nothing is forever. And it's still there tomorrow if you are ready for it. Yeah. I've also, I've been going to less classes um, which was hard for me at first. They changed the morning boot camp schedule to 5.30. The like, difference between 5.30 and 6? Nope. It might as well just be like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, oh, hey, guys. 6 was already a stretch for me. 5.30 isn't going to happen. And it, I, I'm really sad about it because I did love it. But I, I know my limits. And I'm like, I will be napping by 10 a.m. if I'm getting up that extra. Because that's waking up at 5, yeah. laying in bed for 10 minutes because I can't get out of bed. <laughs> throwing my clothes on and getting out the door. Like, that's just, it's not going to happen. Not in this season of my life. I would like to challenge you, Brooke, to, first of all, I have two things to say. One of them is about socks. I'm just saying that out loud so you remember what I'm, the second one is, I would like to challenge you to lay in bed with this dog, Junie, and then get out of it. Uh, that is another vote against a dog because I will never be able to remove myself if she I have a dog literally snuggling with me. has been, she lays her head on my silk pillowcase. <laughs> Lays her head on the silk pillowcase. Good for her hair. Nuzzles up next to me. Well, then yeah. why does she have a mat in her ear? Well, the maybe silk. that was the other side. I think she's sleeping on the wrong side. <laughs> Under the covers, book she is. Of and she like is. literally, like she'll even put her paw on my face. <laughs> I want to challenge you to get out of bed with that situation happening. Not happening. Not happening. It's not happening. The second thing I want to say that's completely unrelated, but it reminded me when you were talking about C-Fit, how you used to unlace your shoelaces. Untie. Un- not unlace. Untie your I, shoelaces. I did, I need that clarification. Yes. Well, yeah, you don't unleash them. <laughs> I'm not unleashing them because that would add a lot of friction. That would add a lot of one thing that I've been doing. I've been no it's so funny how like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yes. So every morning, one of the things that slows us down is that Isabel needs to run back upstairs and get her socks on. Mm. She doesn't sleep with socks. She's got to run up, get her socks on, always forgets her socks. So this morning, I just put her socks inside her shoes, boom, outside the door. Mm-hmm. To, and like that saved us probably two, three minutes. There you go. So why was I not doing that before, Brooke? I've in the past also put a couple of pair of socks, clean socks in the little shoe bin that's like yeah. by our front door. So if anybody's in in a sock bind, just grab a clean pair from there if we're in a rush. Because a lot of times it's not a matter of, oh, you forgot the socks. Just It creates an argument. Yes. And that's what the three, four minutes is. Right. You're saving yourself not just time, but like the friction in the relationship or the communication right. that then results from Correct. the forgetting of the socks. So the, it was lovely this morning. I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. That. <laughs> that is an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I think now that I've got myself thinking more about this, I'm going to note more of them. I, um, I've been trying out this app called Grid Diary, which you can set, you know, a template for what you want to reflect on at the end of each day. And Mm. it asks you what were three great things that happened today or something. And I think I was telling you a lot of days I list like nine, you know, because it's like I made banana bread. I made tortellini. Look at you go. I got out of the bed with a dog sleeping next to me on a silk pillowcase. I mean, that is big. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. Look at us go. Look at go us, us go. When we were talking about this episode, you know, I, I I feel like a lot of the accomplishments that were kind of automatic were professional accomplishments because we spend such a huge chunk of our time um, working mm-hmm. in this life, mm-hmm. even if we work for ourselves and we might have more flexibility than someone that has a boss. Um, I feel like we still focus a lot on our work and, and I feel like we both accomplished a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, just being in business yes. still is an accomplishment in this bananas world. Um, but I want to take a moment to just remember the fact that this year, Balance Bound, we launched two awesome collaborations mm. that were 
just lovely partnerships with different podcasters who I admire, who both inspire me yeah. in terms of podcasting because they put out great shows that have huge audiences and that's something right. we would love to have someday. And also they're just really good people who yeah. live their values and don't shy away from sharing their values, even though they know not everyone agrees with them. Yep. Um, they're very philanthropic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just like a huge win for me. And I learned so much. We produced some of our first products overseas this year, which that was like a challenge because I try to keep production in the U.S., but it's also incredibly difficult yeah. for some products. Navigated and so all of that. Navigating that, finding um, ethically produced goods overseas. And, you know, it just, it was a great year of learning professionally. Yes. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can both continue reaping the rewards of the the great things that we built in our businesses this year. Like you launched an awesome course. Yeah, I know. And the people that are inside that course are amazing. The clients that I'm working one-on-one are amazing. I think that's something that I've honed over these years or just really working with people that are I admire. Yeah. That's a goal that I actually have is to work with people that I admire. And that's one of the most the things that I love about my life the most is I am surrounded by such amazing people. Same. My friend Ana Say, um, she who hello Ana Say, she lives in Bolivia now. So actually, we have a lot of. I think we have some Bolivian listeners. Hey Bolivia, hey, what's Bolivia? up? <laughs> um, she. When I was first thinking about starting my business, she said something. She said to me, you need to, I'll never forget. We were like sitting on a rooftop bar in Chile. She was visiting me in Chile. Of course you were. Of course. (laughs) Oh, Brooke, I remember the time I was at the rooftop bar. I was thinking about my memoir. And we're sitting on a rooftop bar in the Andes Mountains. And she said, you need to have something that's your own. And you need to surround yourself with interesting people. And that is what I have now. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was one of my things of like accomplishments and celebrations this year is that, I mean, I feel like gradually over the years that my kids have been in either like preschool or elementary school, we've just found such an amazing community of families and neighborhood friends. And like 2022 truly felt to me like such a peak of friendship I've met just like the most amazing people and this year either further cultivated those friendships or like made new friendships in 2022 that I'm just so grateful for. Um, And they really highlight the incredible community that I feel like we've built. You know, community is one of my personal values. That's right. And this was truly a year that that value shined, shone. I think in our episode where we talk about you know, we're going to talk about the new year and resolutions or not to resolution. It'd be fun to bring back your values. Yes. See how those are resonating with you. If yeah. there's any tweaks that need to be done, I'd love to look at my values again and think about, as I think about the year ahead, how I'm going to weave those values in. Oh, I love I that. Just a value work, check-in. A value check-in. I just did uh, a workshop one-on-one with a client the other day where I helped her identify her values. And it was really cool to That's see them so all fun. come together. Yeah. it's yeah. a really... Um, I feel like it's not something I don't, I don't think I would have done that if we hadn't sat down and done it like yeah. live on the podcast. Right. She saw me do a workshop at my co-working space about values and just came up to me and said, can you help me figure mine out? And we were white, whiteboarding and writing it and it was a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yes. One other, so I've got two more things. Do okay. we have time? Can yeah, we, we don't. Got a little time here. Sneak okay. it in there. That's, I'm going to sneak it in. Um, family-wise, I feel like I've gotten in a really good routine of, like, finding the type of support that my family members need, like, whether Mm. it's mental health or with homework or, like, the Mm. things that they might be struggling with, like, sleep or whatever. I just feel like we have a really nice support system and also just routine of seeing when my family members, my kids need support and knowing the solution or yeah. the actions to take to get them that support. Yeah. I feel like this was a really incredible year for that because, I mean, you know, our kids are still uh, suffering some of the repercussions of the COVID era. Yes. And they, you know, had years of school either 
done virtually or hybrid or with masks and didn't see some of their friends' faces for most of the day or didn't know what half of their friends looked like without a mask. And and that's really hard in those formative years. So I feel like 2022 was the year of just kind of recognizing some of those struggles that have come from that time and making sure that we're addressing them now so our kids feel taken care of and heard when some of these struggles arise that may not have arisen without the pandemic. Yeah, the word that keeps coming to my mind is navigating challenges. Yeah. Because I think we have all a lot less energy these days just because of all the collective trauma that we've all been through in the past couple of years with so much going on in the world. And so I think just the ability to identify a challenge and navigate it Mm -hmm. and get to the other side instead of just being like, I don't know, I can't figure it out. Just like that, you and I have talked about that sort of scrappy persistence of Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is a problem. I am capable. I can fix this. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's awesome. Another thing that um, has really made a difference in my family is a little something I like to call the vault. Have I talked about the vault with the laundry situation? No. Okay. So this was one of my proudest accomplishments of the year. I got so tired of picking up dirty clothes off the floor or telling Mm -hmm. my kids to pick the dirty clothes off the floor. Uh Sometimes I would just do it myself because it was annoying and I was right there and I would pick it up. But then I would like feel resentment. Yep. Like, why can't they just pick up the dirty clothes? Yeah, I feel the resentment. So I implemented Mm -hmm. something called the vault. Mm -hmm. My kids, you know, they have clothes that they like to wear, favorite t-shirts and things like that. If I find your favorite T-shirt on the floor after you've worn it, Mm. goes in the vault for two weeks. Mm. You can't wear that favorite shirt for two weeks. Guess how many times I've had to tell them. (sighs) Brock, that's good. It's good because there was like, you know, day two of implementing the vault. Hey, guess what? Both of you lost the right to wear these two favorite shirts because you both left them on the floors in your bedroom. Yep. Guess what? They haven't made that mistake since. Ugh. Paige sometimes needs a little nudging and reminder. But listen, she's six. So I right, give right, a right. little bit more leeway there. Yeah. But she knows, or I say, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you five seconds to take care of that before I implement the vault. And she picks it up without Ooh, whining. I like that. Whereas it used to be like, oh, I, I didn't see it. It would be like excuses. Now yes. it's like, you know what the consequence is gonna be yes. or what the consequence already is if you haven't taken care of it. And they have been way more on top of just Love putting it. things directly in the laundry, in the hamper, when they remove That's it from an their bodies. It's a huge accomplishment. I have a friend, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Who she, um, Her youngest son would always leave the toilet seat up. And that would cause her to have some unfortunate encounters in the bathroom. And mm-hmm. she would just sit It's just not right. a pleasant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she put a post-it note on the bottom of the seat Love that it. said... Every time I find the seat not down, you're going to lose your electronics for a week. Oof. And I think she implemented it once. Yep. And then he's never. That's all again. it takes. Yeah. I usually do feel like the the punishment should fit the crime more or the consequence should fit. Right, but that's right, a right. tough it one. What are you going to do? Not let them pee? <laughs> it's like, you kind of have yeah, to. Yeah. You gotta. No, I mean, that was also, it actually, the laundry thing came about because I was like, how can I connect this to something else that I've implemented? A couple of years ago at this point, if an electronic was left on the couch or not like in its returned position after you used it, you lost a minute. Uh, I'm pretty stingy with the, the amount of time they're allowed on the iPad yeah. time each on the iPad each day. So it was like, if you leave it out, you lose a minute of iPad time the next day. Mm. And if you continue to leave it out, that accrues over time. Wow. So it only took once though. Yeah. It only took once, and now they pretty much always put the iPad back on the charger in the little case where it goes. <sighs> so I'm not picking up iPads or Nintendo Switches from the couch or the footstool or wherever. And it's, it's amazing. Level. So it's like if you connect the consequence to— Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Anyway, okay, that's good. So that's those, next level. I think that was not 2022 accomplishment, but it's something that I'm still going to— Well, you're still reaping the rewards I'm of it. I'm still reaping the rewards. You did your future self a favor. I did. That was a great accomplishment, if I do <laughs> say so myself. An accomplishment in parenting. All right. Well, listeners, get, you know, scribble on the back of that grocery list your, some of your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Send us voicemails and texts. We'd love to hear the little and the big things that you are celebrating. Yes, especially the little. Yes, especially the little. Like if you made banana bread, boom. Accomplishment. Accomplishment. Huge one. Yeah. All right, let's take a little break. Let's do it. We'll be back. 
If you're looking for a customizable gift for someone special, look no further than Morning Fog Studios. You can get thoughtful and personalized gifts, including hand-etched glassware, and more from this small, women-owned business. Amanda, I've ordered custom glassware from Morning Fog Studios as teacher gifts in the past, and they've always received rave reviews. I have a couple of glasses in my cabinet that have a lovely etched A on them, and I have to say, they are a go-to in this household. At Morning Fog Studios, they make individual stencils for each glass and sandblast the design, which makes a deep etch that lasts as long as the glass does. They also work with each customer to create a gift that is personal and meaningful by celebrating a special someone, commemorating milestone events, and achievements. Check out all the customizable glassware and gifts at MorningFogStudios.com and use code GOODENOUGHISH for 20% off an item of your choice, excluding sale items. That's MorningFogStudios.com, code GOODENOUGHISH. Hey, Amanda, we're back. We're back. I'm really intrigued by what's sparking joy for you today because this was one of the things when we were planning our episodes, like you wouldn't tell me. No, I wouldn't tell you. Because I was like, ooh, I've also been watching a really great murder mystery show. And I was like, don't tell me. No. Okay, so give it to me. What's sparking joy, Amanda? I've never been somebody that's identified as I love murder mysteries. Me neither. But I watched The Mayor of Easttown which we've talked about. The mayor of Easttown. The mayor. Just, so good. Is it mayor? just mayor of Easttown? Her name is Mayor. Oh, right. <laughs> I think of it as like the mayor of. Oh. Like the mayor of Casterbridge. That's where my mind goes. But it's mayor. I know. It's mayor. Mayor, mayor of Easttown. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I was watching Mayor of Easttown. And I have a confession to make about what I did. Okay. Which is that... I got very confused in the first couple of episodes of who was whose cousin and who was, and I was very confused. Because they're all related. They're and all some, related. Because it's very Delco. It's very Delco. It's supposed it's to be so in Delaware County. It's so fun to see how Delco, the Wawa Cups. They I mean, talk about Riddle, which did, is the hospital that I was literally born in. Yes. Like, yeah, I know. It's so, yeah. I got very, you know, as I'm sure so many people did, like, ooh, where did they film that? Mm-hmm. And I got really into it. But I did something which was I... Googled the particular episode that I had watched to figure, get a summary of who's whose cousins and all that. (laughs) But, you know, Brooke, they do offer, they offer summaries of upcoming episodes as well. Mm. I essentially read all the spoilers. I know you're making this face, but I'm going to explain to you why it made the process so much enjoyable. I've never done this before. I read... So say there's seven episodes. I don't know how many there are, but I was on episode two or something. I read all of the rest of the summaries. Oh. So I knew who the killer was, what was coming. Spoiler don't tell, don't tell us. I'm not there's telling. Any. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna say any spoiler alerts. Okay. But what happened then was that as I was watching the episodes, I felt so freaking smart. <laughs> Because I was just like, <laughs> I know what you're doing here. Yep. <laughs> you're trying to make me think that Not it's him. Not getting past me. I know. <laughs> and I was picking up on lots of little clues and yeah. Easter eggs that were being left that I wouldn't have caught up on before. So I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Interesting strategy. See, I avoid spoilers like the plague. And then when a show is all over, sometimes I want to go back and watch the whole thing. Because I'm like, oh, I missed that thing. Remember that? So like, I usually do remember the Easter eggs. Or I can see where I know it's some sort of Easter egg, but I can't figure out what. Right. Like you you can see like they're trying to lead me down this path. But that, and I'm, what I'm learning about murder mysteries too is that, it's always the ones that, like, you know, yeah, seem so, like, oh, so innocent or little or sweet or nope. It's always that, okay. right? Okay. So that's not a spoiler alert. I'm just saying in I, general. I okay. So then another murder mystery is Wednesday on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I've been hearing so many great things. Yes. It was, like, the most watched show in Netflix history, like, in the first week. Yes. It had, like, more hours watched than any show ever. Yes. So, Isabel and I have been watching this together. It's a little bit mature for her. A little mature for her, but I'm letting her watch it. Okay. And I... And it's about Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Did we say Adams. that? Yeah. So, it's, like, an Adams family. Yes, and it's a murder spin. mystery. Okay. And um, 
you get to the end and that's the twist and lots of that stuff is happening during the time. Oh, is it this person? Is it this person? Is it mm-hmm. this person? Is, mm-hmm. And I was really enjoying that. Now we've watched Wednesday. We were watching it through again and it's really fun because now we know, now you know. who the murderer is and all of that. So we're seeing it. So, so you didn't pre-spoil it for yourself. I did not you're this going time back. pre-spoil it. But again, I have been doing a lot of Googling because it's like, Oh, wait, that was the niece of the guy who died a hundred years ago. And there, so I I need, I need support. (laughs) I need support (laughs) as I'm watching the murder mysteries because I feel like it's a little quick for my little brain to process. But how fun for Isabel too, because like, I know that, you know, both of our kids in school are in similar grades. They're in different schools, but like Graham is learning a lot about the um, elements of a story, correct, and supporting the different details. the characters and the mm-hmm. wisdom, you know, the wise elder, like things like that. So it's fun. I'm sure it's fun for her in a in a TV watching sense to go back and be able to identify, like, oh, this is an Easter egg, whether you're calling it an Easter egg or yeah, not, we, or like she, we haven't been talking about this that was yet. this is this clue that leads to this information. Yes. Like it gives them an appreciation for stories. Correct. And I find that like my kids want to read a lot more when they understand um, you know, how a story comes together and works. So well, she might be yeah. appreciating it in a TV sense right now, but then maybe she'll like to read Nancy Drew books or something, you know? Yeah. And I also think that the ADHD brain likes it too, because it really pulls you in and forces you to focus. So yeah. for example, in um, Wednesday, there's a scene where they really kind of zoom in on these roses and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, something's oh, going to be going on. Those roses are a clue. Yeah. And so we both pay attention very intently because it's like, oh, oh that was something, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is. it has been really fun. So, yeah, murder mysteries. Love it. Well, the one I've been watching, okay, yeah, it's me. a very, like, whodunit, um, which you wouldn't let me tell you yesterday. No. How rude. Um, no, I, because I want to know in a moment. Okay. Bad Sisters on <gasps> Apple TV. Okay. I just finished watching it two nights ago. It was so good. Mm. I binged it over the course of a few nights. I stayed mm. up way too late and mm-hmm. was way too tired the next morning, but it's so good. Mm. Do you do you know Sharon Horgan? No. She was in that show Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. That was no. great. She's an Irish actress. I love her. She's very funny, but like dry. And so apparently this was a show that I, I don't know if it was like Belgian or something that was adapted for, you know, an English speaking audience. And um, it all takes place in Ireland and it's, she's got four sisters and they have this tragedy that happens in their family, but then it all un- unfolds over mm. these 10 episodes and you're wondering who did it? How did this person actually oh. die? It, it was so good. It was so good. The casting was so good. The characters, the writing, it was just phenomenal. Ooh, that's so, kind of like, what is it? Big Little Lies or Little Big Lies? Did you watch that? Big Little Big Lies. Big Little Lies with Reese Witherspoon. Yes. And did you watch that? Loved that and watched that final episode twice because I needed to go back and yes. process it. Also, if you're looking for like just kind of a ridiculous murder mystery, Pretty Little Liars, which has a similar name, mm-hmm. is like a teen show that was on Freeform or whatever years ago. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was just so ridiculous. And it's yeah. like these teenagers dodging murderers. It's like, wow, their life is really a lot more, has a lot more <laughs> excitement and yeah. intrigue and murder than mine did in high school. But um, but yes, Bad Sisters, highly recommend. Yeah. And I want you to binge watch it now so we can talk about well, it. Well, I will because okay. whenever you tell me to watch a show, I do. Okay. Sounds so good. So I have to decide, though, what's going to be my— Because with Wednesday, I did not pre-spoiler myself. Right. Um, so I think my MO is probably going to be to watch A Murder Mystery— Maybe then watch it again. Yeah. So I can enjoy that whole, like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, like, be able to fast forward the scenes that you're like, I remember this one. Exactly. It wasn't good. But, like, when you're like, oh, I want to remember what they said at that point. It's fun. Yeah. Fun. Yes. All right. So that's what's sparking joy for me right now. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? Well, I did something that, I mean, I saw a problem. I saw some friction. And I was like, I'm going to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. So every night, the family snuggles up on the couch, and we watch some shows together, usually like 45 minutes to an hour. We'll watch either like Lego Masters or the kids get to pick, you know, big city greens or something. So 
I found that as the weather is getting colder, everybody wants to be snuggled up and cozy, yeah. the blankets were causing an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have a blanket and then someone would want to share it with me, but then they'd pull it off my feet. And you know how no, my feet you, are always no, cold. Have, nope, can't. Yeah, even with no. my slippers on, I need the blanket on top yeah. of the slippers. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And then the kids would be fighting over the blanket that they wanted and blah, blah, blah. So... I went to Kohl's. Um, they have. I turned you on to Kohl's, by the way. You I know, want credit for I'm that. coming around to Kohl's. Yeah, you know, it I'm has its moments. I got I got some winter coats there. So this was like a Black Friday weekend purchase. But Paige has this blanket that is a really soft fleece. That's uh, the brand is the big one. Mm. And so I was looking at Kohl's and I was like, oh, I should just get a really big blanket. So they have the big one Sherpa blanket, oh. which is. Talk in your language. Cozy factor. And it comes in like king size or queen size. Yep. So I bought a full queen size that is when it, when you turn it sideways, it's large enough to fit over all four of us when okay. we're sitting on the couch. Uh-huh. It has minimized the fighting over the blanket. It has maximized the coziness, the coziness. and the snuggles. Uh-huh. And it's a really pretty teal color that looks really beautiful against my blue couch. You love a teal. I do. So that is the favor that I did to my future self. Now I know that when we sit down on the couch <sighs> to watch shows together tonight, there won't be any fighting over the blankets. There might still be there fighting. It's not going to be over the blanket. So uh, I highly recommend anybody. And I bet the, you got it for a steal because Kohl's, oh, yeah. when they're having a sale, they are having a sale. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Like, they're kind of always having a sale. Correct. Um, when, a while we're sale. recording this, it's still on sale. Plus, you can get Kohl's cash and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was one of those things that I wasn't going to spend a fortune on. But since I had the Kohl's cash and it was already on sale, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm yes. getting this really beautiful, really cozy blanket. <laughs> and it. it's probably you know, easy, like washable. I I wasn't going to get anything that couldn't get stains and crumbs on it because kids, hashtag kids. So that's what I'm doing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Brooke, that's an accomplishment. Thank you. That is an accomplishment that you can put in the 2022 book of accomplishments. I feel super accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke, all right. We covered a lot here. We did so much. Accomplishments, murder mystery, Sherpa blankets. Big blankets, love languages, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all right, let's let's wrap the show. Let's wrap this it was up. really fun. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.